Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another edition of the Kingdom of Pod. Jeff Caves here from Flower Mound, Texas, talking about Boise State football, brought to you by Ben Online by, on the Believe Podcast Network. Don't forget, happy new betting year. That comes from Bet Online. Playoff time is betting time, and Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering in 2022, new year, and a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today, get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The promo code to use. B-L-E-A-V, that's Believe to get started. Football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, uh, right up to all the casino games you like in Vegas. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers for 2022. It's Bet Online, fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Coming up on this Kingdom of Pod, coaches coming and going from Boise State football. The transfer quarterback coming in and why it's important to Boise State's overall position of quarterback. And nobody rooted for Cincinnati, and that may be a good thing. It's been a little while since we've visited. These pods seem to have sort of settled into a biweekly uh, pace, uh, slower news time, uh, you know, just coaches coming and going, not necessarily uh, constituting for me at least a 30 minute conversation. But when I added up everything, I thought it was as news dictates. So, you know, look at me as that dude that when you see every couple of weeks fills you up with 20, 30 minutes of his opinion, because there's enough to talk about at that point before you move on. Um, And looking at the coaching staff, you know, there's there's some things to note here. Of course, Stacey Collins, you know, moving to Penn State shouldn't shock anybody. Now, unless you know him personally and you can understand that maybe there's a reason beyond what we have seen, then we'll have to just leave it that here's a guy that was orphaned at Utah State. Anderson takes off. He's orphaned. Doesn't I don't know whether he didn't apply or didn't get hired uh, by the new staff. And, you know, then what? You know, he gets a gig at Boise State. His pay range is even lower than Boise State's average coaching staff hires in the Mountain West Conference. And so he's able to get a a paycheck for his family and keep his career going in an upward trajectory. And so he gets the great call to get to uh, Penn State. And so he takes off for Penn State. Um, You know, he's going to take over uh, special teams again. I think that's where he's at. Um, And... You know, I don't know how effective special teams were at Penn State, but I do know that the guy who left, Joe Loring, has taken off to the University of Oregon, and he uh, is somebody that's coached at Utah State, and he's also somebody that comes from that Western Oregon or Washington area. So that's where Collins was from originally, 
And so uh, maybe uh, that's the referral that that gets, you know, for Collins and his family, a big paycheck increase and a power five opportunity at a legendary school like Penn State and the Big Ten. So all at face value, that's a big deal. Uh, he was given the referral. He's going to probably double his pay at least. So away he goes. I don't think anybody really raised their eyebrows, or we shouldn't have, uh, at an Andy Avalos staff move like that. Now, Winston Venable, uh, looking at maybe a family situation, sort of reprioritizing everything. You know, remember, you know, Winston's not new to the Boise State football program. He was hired in as an assistant strength coach. He was a player personnel guy. Basically, Winston Venable was somebody that they wanted around. They wanted him around players, positive, smart. I mean, at one time, uh, I, I was told by um, some folks down there, this guy could be an athletic director one day. And I, I love Winston. I know him well. Uh, there were question marks about why a nickel or a defensive back would be coaching linebackers, or excuse me, running backs at Boise State. That's, that's nonsense. That happens all the time in the coaching profession. You just apply yourself and learn and, and go from there. Um, but I do think that, you know, he waited for his opportunity. He took it when it came. He went full time. And so I don't know, ultimately, if this is his calling forever. You know, Winston's a smart guy and he could say, well, look, I, you know, I'm making one hundred to two hundred thousand dollars. I can move up uh, and start or start chasing jobs around the country. Maybe he didn't want to do that. Uh, I don't think it's too much more than that. I could not tell you about the X's and O's. If Andy wasn't happy with any of that stuff, I wouldn't know. I don't think we'll ever know. And uh, that's going to be between Winston and the staff that was in those meetings. Same with Jerron Johnson. You know, here's a guy uh, that has an NFL background and made some money in the NFL. I don't think Jerron had these multi-million-dollar you know, contracts. And he tried on being a coach. I remember when Jerron came back to one of the uh, spring flings that coach Harson was throwing and he wanted into the coaching profession and he wanted to become a football coach and maybe he's gotten into it. And as he said, in his official statement, he wants more family time. Uh, that, that may mean that the hours that a football coach is required to put in isn't to his liking. Uh, that may mean uh, maybe Jerron doesn't like uh, as much as he thought he would uh, working with, 16 to 22 year old guys and wherever the game is going, I'm putting words in his mouth. I'm just giving you some other ideas on how that may have worked. And Andy knows him well enough to where he said, then this may not be for you, dude. You know, the way we're organized at this level with this kind of staff, this is what's required time-wise energy wise and whatever. And maybe, you know, it wasn't the best situation for him. I would find it hard to believe the, personality conspiracy theorists uh, who are spreading perhaps that there's an issue on this staff uh, with Avalos and how he works them or doesn't work them, how many hours they put in. Uh, when Andy's the opposite of that from all my personal experiences with him, but people change and he has a right to do that. And maybe he's changed as a head coach. You know, I know that every head coach I've known at Boise state changed from the off season, to in season. I mean, these guys were different dudes <laughs> and increasingly I could see the wear and tear on coaches like Chris Peterson outside of the football season, where even when football was over, 
you know, Coach Pete was just surrounded by work and responsibility and and all of that. So you don't know till you're in it. Sometimes you change because you have to. You're no longer people's friends. You have to be respected. You have to call the shots. You went through a season like Boise State just did. Who knows? Maybe Andy has decided to do some things a little bit differently. Now, the good news in terms of what I do know with Keith Bonaparte coming in, Keith Bonaparte is a recruiter. I'm not saying he's not a great running backs coach. I'm not saying he's a horrible one. I'm not saying he's somewhere in between. Uh, but, but Keith does a couple of things real well. He gets along with younger players. He understands them. He can communicate with them. He can control them and, and take control of his position group. Okay. And he's also a hell of a recruiter. I had to remind myself, I was looking over the recruits that Ponapah brought into Boise State. And here's why he's a home run hire and may be the most important hire they've made. Miles Gaskin, Jalen Johnson, who was at one time a Boise State guy, Dante Pettis at one time a Boise State guy, all all-time sort of recruits for him, Keith Bonaparte, to the University of Washington, right? Now those connections can be worked for Boise State. One thing I did not know that I found was interesting, there's a kid, Megwa, Megwa, who's a running back, and he's a running back close to where I live. Okay, I'm in Flower Mound. This kid's in Keller, Texas, near where I work part of the time. And Keller is, oh, I had to look it up, but 30, 35 miles away uh, and where Boise State got their running back in Frisco. Now, I think it's fair to say, well, okay, well, why wasn't Keith Bonaparte chasing? Why was he chasing Megua? Well, A, Notre Dame and Alabama were chasing Megua. B, Megwa is 6'1", 220. Okay, that's a big man. That's about, I, I don't know, four inches taller and maybe 20 pounds heavier. Not better nor worse because recruiting's a crapshoot. But Alabama, Notre Dame's after this kid. He's 6'1", 220. And number three, he committed to Washington. So that's what you're going to get with Keith Bonaparte. You're going to get a guy that's great in the room, great in recruiting knows the Boise State culture, and I think it's um, a, a real positive deal. This is the Kingdom of Pot, my news and views and reviews and opinions of Boise State football and the news that I see fit brought to you by Bet Online. The transfer quarterback from Oregon State, not a same-o-same-o-deal deal. Uh, deal. I don't know much about Sam Bidlack. I didn't watch his 12 snaps or whatever that he got against the University of Idaho. I doubt many of us did. I do know that when I was looking at the quarterback position, I said, where's, where's the Montel Cozart transfer? Where's the Jalen Henderson transfer? And, and these transfers, remember back in time, were coming when Brett Rippon was a pretty damn good quarterback. Yet the staff felt that they still needed a counter uh, quarterback. They needed a running quarterback. They needed some experience. And, and I think at times they wanted somebody else to be able to play in case Rip couldn't put it all together. And you could argue that there's been games where, you know, you, you look at Hank and what he's done, and you think, you know what, don't they have anybody else? Because either he doesn't have it today or he's not doing it or whatever the reasons are. And, you know, they didn't for, for, for their own reasons. Sears was not somebody that they felt would give him a better chance to win if and when Hank was going through whatever period of time that you felt he was struggling or they'd have done it. I goddamn guarantee you they would do it. 
because those coaches are there to win. <laughs> I do believe there was a time last uh, two years ago with Harson where they were managing during that bowl game against Washington, Hank Bachmeyer. And I think they were managing. If we don't let Hank after this injury, come back and start and play, you know, he could be out of here. And I do believe there was some real stuff in, involved in that. So that may be a little different reason. I do think that in looking at how the coaches are looking at the quarterback's position, if they don't get one of these fifth-year transfers or some other whiz-bang quarterback transfer from somewhere else, they're all in on Bachmeyer, and the change of pace quarterback is already there in green. And that may be the guy that takes the Cosart uh, role that we've seen before and Henderson role of a, of a quarterback who can run zone read and, and run it and keep it. Uh, do the RPOs and run it. And frankly, if, if, if he gets hurt, you still got Hank and, and that's a luxury. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's some of the direction that they're going uh, with the quarterback spot, at least at this point, that's how I see it. Uh, would I have done something different? <laughs> hey, I don't know anything. And, and, and you guys, some of you know, even less. Because you've got to get in those meetings. You've got to get to know the relationships between the players and the coaches and the players and the players. And it's impossible from our perspective. So I'm just doing best guess stuff. I thought they needed a more uh, senior experienced quarterback to come in and either spell Hank or be that insurance policy if he takes that, that one too many blow. But what this tells me, if they don't get anybody else, they are all in on Bachmeyer. They're highly confident, and they think he's going to turn the corner, not from being, you know, not to being a good quarterback, but they think he's going to turn the corner to winning the Mountain West Conference and taking them, I hope, to a New Year's Day six bowl game. Because if they don't have that kind of confidence in Hank Bachmeyer that he's going to win the Mountain West Conference and get into a New Year's Day six bowl game, I don't know what the hell he's doing playing quarterback here. That's at the end of the day has to be the thought process down there. And I'm convinced it is. I'm convinced of that. The rest of it is nonsense. These guys have a burning desire to put Boise State back on that national stage. And if you think it chapped your ass when you heard everything being said about Cincinnati, I can guarantee you it was times two or three that for those coaches. And especially the guys that played there, experienced it, the Winstons and Jerons. And, and Andy, it just kills them. They know, they know all about what's happened there, how it happened, and how it needs to get back to that point. Now, brings me to the Cinderella that wasn't being rooted for, the University of Cincinnati, and why that's a good thing. The season started with Cincinnati in the AP poll being number eight. So. I believe that a lot of college football fans had remembered, oh, okay, they lost to Georgia by three. They gave them hell. So pretty damn good team for the 21 season. They already came out at number eight. And on, on top of that, these are guys at the University of Cincinnati who aren't newcomers to the, the group of five and the power five scene. This isn't Boise State or Appalachian State, the cute teams hell not even central florida who represented the cute come from nowhere team 
Cincinnati was a Power Five member, a member of the Big East Conference. I had to remind myself they went to the Orange Bowl and the Sugar Bowl and back-to-back seasons. So for anybody who's, you know, 55 to 75 years old, well, they're going to remember all kinds of great things about the University of Cincinnati as a bigger time school. They don't have the smell of a new car. They, they have the smell of a vintage Mustang or something. So it's a good thing in that they've been there before. There's still room for that darling status that Boise State maintains. And I also think there's a lot of acceptance for Cincinnati, but it's all temporary because not only have they been in the Power Five, went back to the group of five, hell, they're going back somewhere in between when they go back to the Big 12. So totally different deal, but they are more accepted by the marketplace. They were the perfect team. They owe, they owed all the congratulations in the world. I thought it was a highly uh, competitive game. All right, so there's my thoughts on where Boise State football is at. I appreciate you joining me here. Hope you enjoy it. Rate it, review it, pass it along. Uh, you can also subscribe to it through any of the services that provide you your podcasts or check out this YouTube channel. And you have to look at me, I guess, but I hope that you enjoy the Kingdom of Pot. Brought to you by Bet Online. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel and i'm rebecca we're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say didn't see that coming and we hate the people responsible for them Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.